Transferring wealth successfully starts with asking yourself questions that will give your family a better life now and for generations to come. In this podcast, financial professionals John and Michael from Copper Beach Financial Group guide you through eye-opening questions to help you discover the truth about your wealth. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to The Truth About Wealth with John and Michael Paris of Copper Beach Financial Group. I'm excited because today is a bit different. This is kind of almost like a highlight reel of the podcast that the guys have uh, put out before, uh, but some serious importance needs to be stressed. John is going to take the lead on this. Um, and John, I know that you wanted to bring specific podcasts to the audience's attention because, you know, what we're facing right now in 2021 and, and moving forward, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we're... You know, Michael and I, we spend every day working with our families and, and what's great about our, our business model, we learn from our, our clients and we see where they're focused. We hear where their concerns are. We help them through a lot of complex thought processes. And, and I'm starting to see a consistent trend in, 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 a, in families. They, they have so much data out there. They, they're, they're, they're getting hammered by everybody mm-hmm. under the sun with information. They, get, they freeze. They, 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 they don't know where to go. Um, and they come to us and saying, hey, I read this or I've seen this. And is there something I should be paying attention to? So my, my point is there's a lot of confusion out there. So I wanted to take a, a deep breath today and have an open forum with Michael and, and just, just, just take, a, a, again, that deep breath and let's go back and remember why are we even doing these podcasts? What what's our focus at Copper Beach, and 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 wh- why we, we we had a, a need to do this? And I, I think one of the one of the things that I often get a little afraid of is that these podcasts are not designed to show you how smart we are. These podcasts are designed to to educate the listeners, uh, and I refer to as is the world the informed and the uninformed. Mm-hmm. So so we want to inform listeners on some we call them breakthrough concepts or concepts they might not be aware of and they should be. Um, they should be uh, getting these questions from their advisors and they're not in some cases. And we hear that from our families. So, so we want to just take a deep breath and, and back up and say, what are some of the podcasts that we would go back to and recommend the listeners to, if you haven't listened to them uh, on the first run, go back and, and, and make sure you do. Because I think, Today's environment is a, is, a, is a challenge. We have a new administration in Washington. Our clients are telling us they're concerned about the tax ramifications of some of the decisions that Washington's um, laying out there uh, on, on covering costs and our deficits going forward. Um, businesses are going to be stressed by trying to challenge an increase in, in taxes on their side. The estate taxes are being talked about or the state structure are being talked about on, on, on changing that environment. And again, that causes a lot of stress to our families. So, so I thought maybe a refresher and pointing out some, some podcasts and reintroduce some of these concepts are important. But the first thing I'll say before I you know, get Michael involved is that this starts with planning. If you haven't started planning, mm-hmm. just get it done. I mean, sit down with a pad of paper and say, here's the 10 things, five things that I'm most concerned about when it comes to of the, of my family. So if you haven't looked at your wills lately, you haven't looked at your financial affairs lately, start with that and, and get basics done and, and reintroduce your plan to yourself 
and obviously to your to your children if if that's a part of it, and get and and get it rekindled and get get focused on it. So I think planning, and this is my opinion, is more important today than it ever has been before, because the world is changing very quickly, technology is moving quickly, a lot of information out there, and people are making a lot of wrong decisions. Let me say that one more time. They're making a lot of wrong decisions because they're they're inundated by misinformation about different things, and they te- and they don't have a good team of advisors that are guiding them through some of this complexity. So, so the f- so the second thing I'll tell you is, you know, get in touch with your financial planner, your accountant, your attorneys, and revisit your planning and start with that with that piece. Well, yeah, and, like, and this is the cheat sheet, right? I mean, this is what this podcast is all about. Yes. I'm just going to cut to the chase. Cheat episode, sheet. I like that. Yeah, yeah like episode that. fourteen. Uh, 10 yeah. strategies for estate planning. So that I, I would say that that would be something that you want to listen to, especially as you're going through the concept. And like you said, get a pad of paper out and think about what you need to be doing. Listen to that one, listen to some strategies, and then contact those professionals that you need to get involved. Yeah, that's a good one. It wasn't one that I wrote down, but that's a that's a great example. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, and the procrastination is is our nemesis. And, and Eric, you and I talked about that in the past. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is that just, don't put it off. You just can't put it off. It's too important to you and particularly your family and the generations. Remember, Copper Beach thinks 100-year cycles. So, so the, the G1, and we talked about this a few podcasts ago, G1 has the responsibility of laying all this out to make sure that G2 and G3 are protected the best they can. So that's why planning is important. All right, well, let's get into let's get into particular episodes. So the, the, the one I wrote down, uh, Dad, you mentioned um, tax law changes. So the, one, the first one that I wrote down was actually episode 42 where we discussed the intentionally defective grantor trust. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and I think that one, we, we actually had a lot of uh, good feedback on that podcast. And we, we did that podcast before uh, the end of the year. That we're, we're, This is before the year 2020 uh, and ended. And we did that because, uh, as actually, I believe, before the election, I think that we, um, that we uh, recorded that, if I remember correctly. But, but the reason we, why we did that was, was twofold. And you mentioned tax law changes. And now with the new administration, the Biden administration, one of his campaign proposals uh, was reducing the lifetime gift and estate tax exemption down to uh, the pre, um, it's actually, it's probably back to 2009 levels. So that's around $3.5 million per person. So we discussed taking advantage of this intentionally defective trust, grantor trust, as a way to uh, capture the existing laws that are in place uh, today. They're still currently in place uh, as of the recording of this podcast. And uh, so that would be one that I would probably say to go back and, um, and listen to, it, again, if you haven't already. And also because, again, we're coming out of a pandemic, and a lot of businesses can, can really lower their value down just due to all of the stress that we've been going through uh, in, as, a, as a planet um, and, and how the businesses has, have lowered their values. All of that is a benefit from an estate planning context. So that would be one that I would, I would probably recommend that our listeners go back and, uh, and, and take a listen to. Michael, that was an excellent point. Uh, it is a good podcast, and I think it, it's, a, it's a very important that, that uh, you look into that strategy because of where we are. Uh, and we've had families that have used that technique, and it's worked very well for them. Yeah, the other one that I would 
go back and listen to again relative to or related to I should say tax law changes is episode 36 which we had a guest on that podcast Derek Myron from uh, Centura Wealth Advisory and uh, both he and I discussed the uh, grantor charitable lead annuity trust that is one that has really a lot of tax benefits both income tax benefits estate tax benefits asset protection benefits philanthropic benefits of course because it is a charitable trust and again with with the the uncertainty surrounding where we are in um, the tax world i think that might be one that is is good for listeners to go back and and take a listen to and perhaps incorporate that in their planning for this year as well yeah and, and coupled with that is is the secure act we talked about that in another podcast but because the laws are changing around iras these charitable concepts, these charitable lead trusts, could be uh, another option for families to consider versus an IRA or a qualified plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but both those podcasts you should listen to. Yeah, that's episode twenty-seven. That was we had uh, another guest on. That was Mary Reed was going through a very creative uh, distribution solution to again uh, one of the benefits of that solution is to take advantage and protect the IRA assets from what you mentioned dad this the secure act so that is you know again that's a law that was uh put in place the beginning of 2020 um and we actually had mary on probably in the beginning of 2020 it's still an area that we're not i I don't know if it's really sunk in for a lot of uh, taxpayers yet about really what this law does but it really is going to change the generational component and, and 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 tax picture for families that are that have large IRA assets and they're going to leave those assets to their children. If you remember what Mary talked about, under this new law, well, the prior law used to be you could leave these IRA assets to children and your children could elect what's, what's referred to commonly as the stretch. So basically they could uh, inherit that IRA from a parent and they could take um, payments from that IRA account or other qualified plan account over their lifetime. So if they were younger, you know, let's say they're in their 30s or 40s, they take a very, very small amount on a percentage basis out of that account annually. And then throughout their lifetime, the assets can still grow inside of that account um, tax-free based on the old law. The new law under the SECURE Act has changed that. So now in that same example, the child cannot stretch, can no longer stretch uh, the IRA. They have to withdraw all the assets no later than 10 years after the death of the account owner or the parent in this example. So that, depending on your um, asset makeup, and we have a lot of families that have accumulated over their careers, they've been very successful, they've, they've accumulated a lot of wealth inside of qualified plans and IRAs. Now that's going to be a big tax uh, burden to the kids that, again, I, I don't know if, if a lot of families have really paid attention to that yet, and they should. So that's actually, I think, going to be, as a teaser, a future podcast episode. I think we're going we're gonna to probably explore that law in a little bit more detail um, and possibly some strategies that you can consider to avoid it. Yeah, in the doctor world, the medical uh, world, is most of these doctors, they establish pension plans. That was the only way they could put retirement dollars away, and they were allowed to put uh, a pretty good chunks of money away each year based on the pension rules. And they have very large IRA accounts, but that's their that's their net worth, basically. That's what they've accumulated over their lifetime. So if they suddenly passed away, they have very large problems to their mm-hmm. kids with these with this new tax problem. So so and they're being informed currently. And I've I've talked to a couple of doctors, they were not aware of the Secure Act. 
to yeah. give you an idea. It's it's been out there for a year, but no one's talking about it. Uh, um, so we think we should we should get you to listen to that podcast. Yeah. There, there were too many things on the news that, that covered that yeah. very, very quickly. And, and actually, mm-hmm. I want to bring up a podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm shifting gears slightly because you guys have been talking a lot about how you help your families protect the finances and the, the legacy that they have earned and the legacy that they want to pass on. Uh, but you protect your families in other ways as well. And I think the timing of the release of episode 26 is is kind of a crazy coincidence, if we can call it that. Uh, it released February 12th, 2020, right before the you know the pandemic really went in full swing. Right, it was right in the middle of February, yeah. early March, when it, everything started getting locked down, and there was there was a lot of news about that. Uh, but episode 26 was: Is your estate plan public or private? And how telling is that? Because for those families that don't understand the difference and didn't know that maybe their estate plans were in a private situation or in a public situation where it had to go through a public process, the court systems were locked down. The court systems wouldn't even do certain things. How stressful and how much time did families waste because somebody's estate plan was, it had to go through a public process instead of being private and locked down. So that's another way I see that you guys protect your families is not just the finances, but their time, their energy, their stress levels, you teach them how to make alterations and changes to what they currently have in their plan to make sure that things run smoothly, flow correctly to the next generation, uh, and, and don't waste their time. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point, Eric. And, and um, yeah, I didn't realize that actually that one came out right before, yeah, everything got shut down. So you're right. I mean, the courts were shut down, yeah. and I'm sure to a large extent in some places they, they still are um, a year later. Uh, so yeah, so that is a that's a good one to bring up, uh, and again, that's really you know when you look at an, a person's estate plan, that can be a public or it can be private, and and when we refer to public, we're, we're referring to the probate process, which is um, a, a publicly administered court supervised process, and that can take you know depending on the family's asset base uh, a long period of time, mm-hmm. you know, and every state has their own laws on how that and process costs. is run and yes. costs, sure. So, yep. so, you know, that can be avoided if a, if a family wants to be proactive and uh, avoid that with, you know, fairly simple changes um, in, in an estate plan. So that's a good one, Eric. Thanks for bringing that well, up. Well, and the, the court systems were prioritizing things that were higher priority. They would see whether it was virtually or some courts were open and brought people in. Uh, but when's the last time the government prioritized us for a positive thing? <laughs> you know, that's just yeah. not going to happen. You don't want to, you don't yeah. want to have to depend on the government to say you're important enough to see now. I just, I just, that concept really bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, you're right there. Um, another one that I've written down is actually more of a recent one that we just uh, released not too long ago. It's actually episode 52 on uh, 1031 exchanges. And I mm. think that one, um, again, it's pretty recent that we've released that, but if you haven't listened to that one, I would, I would go back and listen to that as well. Um, mostly, well, for a lot of reasons, but mostly, you know, in many parts of the country, real estate prices, um, are up. We have low interest rate environment and a lot of markets that has led to increases in real estate prices. And there may be uh, certain real estate investors that are exiting, uh, or liquidating their properties. And if they were to do that would have a large uh, capital gain exposure on that sale and this 1031 um, tax code provision which is 
been in the tax code for over 100 years, is a, uh, is a very good provision to utilize to help defer some of that capital gain exposure. So again, given where we are in, in today's world, I think that's a good one to listen to as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things, talking about the pandemic, I, and, and this, is, this is not a easy conversation for people to, to think about, but, but a lot of folks died in this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, and what's happened, and I'm starting to hear people and listen to people's conversations. And this is where that conversation about life insurance is being an asset class, being part of a portfolio. Yep, episode and 19. if you don't have enough life insurance to protect your family, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a stab at this. A lot of the families are now in a, in a stressful position because mm-hmm. one of their um, family members passed away suddenly and might not have all the stuff in place. So we, we don't know when our day is, but that's why I go back to my planning conversation. If you don't plan for these events properly, you leave everybody else it, trying to figure it all out on the backside. It's that backstage of financial planning that no one likes to talk about, but we think is one of the most important pieces of the puzzle, that you have to build things for the what-if scenarios and have that locked and loaded. I don't know what podcast that was, Michael. 19. Uh, Left just as, as an asset class, that's episode 19. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. To... Yep, episode yeah, 19, it's, and it, it's uh, and that was pre-pandemic, you know, and that that's what also gets me. It was released November 6th of 2019, and hopefully people, and that, you know, did something about it right away. Uh, and, and if they did lose somebody that following year, uh, hopefully they saw the benefit of the education that they got through that podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And how we look at, you know, we, we, how we look at life insurance is just another asset, like a stock or a bond or a piece of real estate or a business. It, something's going to happen to it or something's going to be part of something with that structure. So that, that the, the flexibility of life insurance, if you go back to that podcast, it's very tax efficient. Mm-hmm. It leverages and protects families. It has a lot of moving parts that are very positive to planning. Yeah, and to and to add to that, um, one of the things that we pr- touched on in that podcast was how uh, certain families can utilize a a permanent life insurance contract as a uh, not only to for the death benefit protection that you were alluding to, Dad, but also for the cash accumulation inside of that contract. And one thing that has um, that has that was put in place actually at the end of 2020 during the uh, COVID relief. Uh, legislation was a provision um, that, quite honestly, I'm not sure how it's related to the co- <laughs> to COVID-19. However, it was included in legislation, and that made uh, significant changes to permanent life insurance policies and how they can be funded, or the amounts of premium that can be funded in those contracts for a given level of uh, death benefit protection. So if you remember listening back to that episode 19, if you want to utilize a life insurance contract as an asset class or as an investment vehicle, you have to, you have, to have a minimum amount of death benefit inside of that uh, contract in order for it to be classified as life insurance. If it doesn't meet that requirement, it, it's called what's called a modified endowment contract. Don't need to know what that, that uh, term really means. But basically, if you want to maximize that strategy, you have to have a minimum amount of death benefit there. Now, the goal with that strategy is to not have a large death benefit, because if you have a large death benefit, the costs inside of the contract to ensure that level of death benefit are higher. So the goal Mm -hmm. is really to have a minimum death benefit in that design. Well, this legislation... Uh, changed the laws where it allowed the um, that that limit to be even lower for a given dollar premium. 
So again, that's one thing where given where we are, uh, you might want to go back and listen to that podcast um, to get some education there and also perhaps talk to your advisors on how that uh, might fit in your plan depending on your circumstances. Yeah, go back to the change in the IRA rules. People are now looking at the insurance design as being another avenue. Mm -hmm. Instead of establishing an IRA, they put these uh, deposits into this other asset class cash value of life insurance and let it grow tax-free inside the contract. If the designer properly comes out tax-free, mm -hmm. and again, listen to that podcast. It's so dynamic in today's environment. People should really revisit that asset class. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another one I wrote down, uh, Dad, was episode 33 where we discussed uh, updating your business succession plan. And again, yes. this is this is uh, takes on different meaning, sort of hopefully post-COVID world. Um, right now we're in uh, March of 2021 when we're recording this and vaccines are in full swing. So hopefully we will be able to say it's a post-COVID world uh, sometime soon. But um, I think this particular episode is episode 33. And I think it, it it's important to discuss this when we're looking at business owners um, with, with the pandemic, revisit your business succession plan uh, because, you know, whether you're in a multi-owner business or a, a single owner business, it's now, I, I hope, taken on a different meaning to you. Again, getting back to what you said, that planning, planning in general. And, and I think your business succession plan hopefully maybe takes on a different meaning now um, after the pandemic that uh, maybe they'll light a fire to some degree. I'm going to challenge everybody. <laughs> One more time, get started if you haven't started yet. Michael, what was the other uh, podcast that we should revisit? Uh, that was actually I, the, the ones that I wrote down. And Eric, you added some other ones. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I missed one here. This is uh, episode 23. This is on qualified opportunity zones. That was a provision that was put in place in the, um, the Trump tax cuts, the, the TICJA law that was passed in uh, late 2017. Um, th this is more of an immediacy issue. Again, another future podcast that we're going to try to schedule uh, in the near future because there have been some minor changes to that, uh, that tax code provision where this year, 2021, is one of the last years out of, or, or the last year where you can really take advantage heavily in, in those qualified opportunity zones. And again, that's really more to help um, defer the payment of, of capital gain tax on any asset that you may be selling um, and or liquidating in the future. So that's another reason, again, just given where we are today, I think I would go back and listen to that episode. Again, that's episode 23 on Qualified Opportunity Zones. Yeah, you, you have a window of opportunity with that. Uh, that's why we're, we brought it up. No, no pun intended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's funny. He's funny. The other, the other two I, I, I want to bring up, and I don't think they're on Michael's list, but it's, it's n number 12 and 13 on trust designs. We're getting a lot of um, feedback from our families that they want to really understand the generational components of these trusts. So that that's involves transferring to the third generation and beyond, or excuse me, second, third generation, and then beyond, uh, structuring asset protection themes in these documents. Again, talking about protecting what you've built through your lifetime. These trusts are that component, and they are private, Eric. <laughs> private documents. Nice. Um, so, so these are these are these are two podcasts that I think you'll get a lot from because people always get stuck with trusts. They they have a tendency to uh, they, they are they are complex, but if you understand the basic principles of a trust, it's a management tool. 
it takes assets in. It has explanation on how that money is going to be managed or those assets. It has distribution provisions. It has it has uh, generational provisions. So it has a lot of different uh, pieces to it. But once you really get your your head around the purpose of it, I, th I think it's easier to understand uh, how it works. Uh, the key challenge of those trusts are always the trustees' decision: who's going to manage this for me, or who's going to take charge of the assets when I'm no longer here. I think it's another future podcast. Another future podcast, but this is these are up again. I'm only introducing or or talking about things that clients are always concerned about, and I'm just delivering that message to the listeners. We work with families every day, and these topics come up all the time. Whether you're rich or poor, it doesn't matter how you protect your assets, how you deliver these assets to the children, uh, to the family members are critical to these, to these plans. And again, trusts have a key element in that structure. Uh, there's a lot of second marriages in the world today. Trusts are a major component of how assets are shared. So again, if you go back to those podcasts, you, get, you glean some, some good insight on, on trusts, that might help you perpetuate your next move to get planning done. I'm going to keep saying it. Get planning done. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? All right, uh, Michael or John, do you have any others that you want to highlight? Well, I would, uh, in generally, I would say go back and listen to all of them, but that, that would be too, <laughs> that would be too greedy or selfish. <laughs> open, open a bottle of wine and listen to it for well, a few at a time. Here, here's the thing. I've got the lightning round. You ready? I, I know we're oh, okay. short on time. Uh, so audience, I apologize, but we're not going to be able to give you a, a, a dive into each one of these that I'm about to bring up. So this is the lightning round. Uh, and I say that because John and Michael have been podcasting quite a long time. The average podcast lasts 10 episodes. They are over five times that. I mean, the, the, the plethora of information that they have shared and the education that they're giving is, is robust. So for the lightning round, here's, here's some of my top picks. Uh, number 22, for any business owner out there, you need to listen to it. Buy-sell agreements can save you millions. If the title doesn't get you, well, it should get you. Listen to number 22. Episode 30, I think, was a phenomenal episode. A family mission statement is key for your legacy. Uh, that is just a beautiful one to listen to as well. Uh, and number 31 was a great one because it was your common concerns answered. It was almost like a Q&A with John and Michael, um, where I know that some audience members had emailed in some questions that they had. Uh, so we gathered some of that stuff, and, and uh, they answered it on the podcast. So that was great. And I can't end this podcast today without, just like you said, uh, John, open a bottle of wine. Well, that would be episode 33 and 34 with Tim O'Rourke. Uh, you guys, <laughs> yeah, that you was guys traveled one. through a couple different countries talking about wine. So, How could I forget that one? Yeah, you can't <laughs> forget you, those Eric. two. You betcha. Um, th those were just fun. And it was, I it must was, listen. Yeah, I guess with, uh, you know, in a, in a post COVID world, we can all use a, a bottle of wine or two. So, yeah, maybe that's. Absolutely. That's a good well, one too. As, the, as the audience members are writing these down and listening to these different ones, they can, they can kind of break them up with the, the wine ones as well because there's a, so much information they're going to get. They need to have a little bit of fun. Uh, and they can, they can pop a cork with us. So, that would be great. Uh, guys, yeah. any closing thoughts for today's podcast? I, again, I just want to reiterate that, that we do these podcasts to educate and to make you aware of things you might not be aware of. Uh, I think they have value. Uh, at least we're getting feedback from uh, listeners that they, they see value in what we do. And we take a lot of pride in the effort we put forth. Thanks to you, Eric. Um, they, these, are, these, are, um, these are adventures for us. Uh, again, being, being now over 50 podcasts, they're they're fun to do, uh, but but it's but fun is not the focus. Mm -hmm. It's really getting the information out to the masses who's ever willing to listen to take it to the next step in planning. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I appreciate that about both of you. Uh, I know where your heart is, and I, I think the audience does too. They, they hear it in your voice. They hear it in the discussions you guys have amongst yourself, um, and especially with all the phenomenal guests that you bring onto the show um, that really provide some really deep insights into what could truly affect these families in, in incredibly positive ways. So thank you guys both for, for doing what you do. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. We wouldn't be here without you. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Truth About Wealth podcast with John and Michael Paris. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when John and Michael come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Share this list with them. They'll, they'll get a kick out of all the different ones that they're going to receive from you, and uh, they'll, they'll know what to do with them. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Copper Beach Financial Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth About Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Copper Beach Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. This material is for informational purposes only. Neither APFS nor its representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please consult your own tax, legal, or accounting professional before making any decisions. Copper Beach is not affiliated with American Portfolios Financial Services, Inc. and American Portfolios Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through American Portfolio Financial Services, Inc., a member of FINRA SIPC, Investment Advisory and Financial Planning Services offered through American Portfolio Advisors, Inc., an SCC Registered Investment Advisor. These opinions are subject to change at any time without notice. Any comments or postings are provided for informational purposes only and do not constitute an offer or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments. Readers should conduct their own review and exercise judgment prior to investing. Investments are not guaranteed, involve risk, and may result in a loss of principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Investments are not suitable for all types of investors. Copper Beach is an unaffiliated entity of American Portfolios Financial Services, Inc. and American Portfolios Advisors, Inc. Any opinion expressed in this forum is not the opinions of American Portfolio Financial Services, Inc., and American Portfolio Advisors, Inc., and have not been reviewed by the firm for completeness or accuracy.